My claim to fame in this process is, is that I was, if you like, part of the problem for uh, the last 20 years of my career as a director of BIFA, but uh, from the minute that I landed in the waste industry, I recognised that this was an industry that effectively was reacting to the ills of society without really questioning the process by which materials were arriving at its doorstep. And uh, when the landfill tax came in, which, uh, as uh, Nick was saying, was a very effective tool in beginning to shift behaviour. Uh, it was applied too slowly and too timorously, I think, by the Treasury. But nevertheless, when that instrument came in, it gave the waste industry an opportunity to invest in R&D and research projects, one of which uh, was a big programme involving about £11 million from uh, our outfit that I really pushed through, looking at material flows in the economy, because I'm not sure how many economists we've got in the room, but we do know an awful lot about the so-called internality economy, the pounds and pence economy. And indeed, if we had not got that knowledge, the last six months would have been fairly traumatic, far more traumatic than they in fact have been. Uh, and, and the range of policy instruments that we've seen in the US and in the UK reflect the fact that there's someone somewhere that's got a knowledge of the dynamic of money between cash in people's pockets and mortgages and short cycle debt, long-term debt and international monetary flows. When it comes to resources in the economy, we do not have that knowledge. Uh, we've got approximations of absolute amounts from how much is processed where, but we don't understand the flow of material across different boundaries. And this is a major policy weakness at the moment, and the 10, 11 million pound programme that Biffa got involved in looked at the mass balance material flow in universities. Uh, it looked at about 70 different sectoral and uh, material and geographically focused markets, so to speak. And in overall terms, we as an economy are sucking in around about 20 to 22 million tonnes of solid material to produce one tonne of consumption. And that excludes the mass of water, which is considerably greater. So we are actually running a very inefficient economy. And I was reminded when Nick was speaking about the hard numbers that that means for specifics of carbon, because that is the bete noire. Uh, I, I'm far more worried about nitrogen, actually, but um, anyway, that's a bit of a sort of um, wigwamish thing to be. But I think CO2 is bad. Boy, you want to see where nitrogen gets to uh, in all its wonderful forms. But um, every year we're burning of the order of a million, pound, uh, million years of fossil sunlight. If you divide, the, if you like, the formation cycle of carbon as coal, natural gas and oil uh, in all its wonderful forms, by the time that it'll take the developed world to hack through it and developing world, then probably every year we're using a million years of uh, ancient sunlight. And uh, clearly that has output impacts as well as um, lessons for us all in terms of how uh, pompous we might be in regarding ourselves as running an efficient system because it's not. It's, it's not even reaching anywhere near the, uh, the basic laws of efficiencies from thermodynamics that we need. Um, there were a number of weaknesses in this process and, and in the London context, uh, when, when uh, I, I was asked to join the board as Boris's um, technical representative, if you like, uh, I saw it as a tremendous opportunity because you've got here a constituency of 8 million people in a country with a population of the order of 60, 65 million. So you've got a viable economic model and the really good news was that the 
uh, public sector, the boroughs who have responsibility for household waste, were prepared to integrate their thinking and their solutions and their investment and their funding flows with that of other government departments and the uh, Greater London Authority to combine that with solutions for industrial and commercial waste as well. And uh, universities are neither fish nor fowl in that sense because there was a legal ruling that suggested that you might actually be regarded as um, in the municipal waste sector, but we, we won't go into the arcane nature of what people just over there do in the courts of law of the land to confuse us all. Uh, but basically London is therefore a great laboratory for implementation of a waste strategy for the rest of the country. And one of the key lessons that's come out of that is that waste is waste is waste. Uh, in policy terms, we've had a schizoid approach to waste management and resource, end-life resource management in this country for the last 20 years, insofar as we've had one set of strategies, usually involving lots of subsidies and threats of regulatory imposts and tradable permit regimes through trading certificates of resulting from non-compliance on domestic and municipal arisings, whilst industrial and commercial arisings have not been subject to any economic drivers. And this is against a market backdrop where you can put stuff into landfill at around now commercial rates of 20 to 25 pounds per tonne, when if you're going to take landfills out and replace it with these innovative new technologies, these technologies need more people, they need more investment, they are more expensive to run and they wear out more uh, quickly than landfill and they need gate fees of 60, 70, 80 pounds per tonne. So that's a classic example where you need a tax to equalise the market. And it's only now that that tax plus the gate fee that the operator expects is coming into alignment to make investment in this sector uh, attractive uh, to the private sector to manage commercial waste. And what we're able to do now in London, and we've just uh, coming at the end of this month to a process where we're inviting expressions of interest uh, to, for consortia to come in. Because the other market failure in this system that the mayor's addressed is that this is not going to, these solutions, this investment is not going to come from one particular party. Uh, what you need to have a successful and viable operational business from this process is someone that can guarantee the feedstock, somebody that can guarantee what are sometimes fairly innovative technologies, somebody that can put up the money, someone that can guarantee the land and the, more importantly, the permit to operate, the planning consent, and potentially somebody to manage the outputs from that process. And that might be heat, it might be electricity, it might be diesel, it might be compost, or it might be recyclate. Now the sorts of people that manage those five fundamentally different markets and operate in those markets are very, well they're just not the same company. There's no company that does all those things. So here you're talking about uh, dialogue, a bringing together of people that wouldn't normally uh, share the same milieu, if you like. And that's basically what we're in, uh, in the process of doing now. One of the fundamentals of the uh, mechanism for defining the technology and the locations in that process uh, is something that I've had a bee in my bonnet for, for a number of years. Given that the issue here is carbon, that's the big threat that we've all got to address, then 
there's also an issue in the British market, if you like, around the use of fossil carbon. So fossil carbon displacement by so-called renewables, and again in its wider sense as recyclate, compost, gas, electricity or heat, has got to have something to do with that energy market. And energy is a ballpark, it's I think a 110, 120 billion pound market in this economy. That's crudely uh, 8 to 12% of our national GDP uh, pre-recession, but it's, it's, it's around 10, 12% of the action. Now that is a market, and you invest for markets. What we've done for the last 20 years in this country, and indeed to an extent this has governed London's strategy as well, is seen waste as a gigantic threat. It's the gorilla in the corner that nobody quite knows what to do about, and we've never really got out of this psyche of thinking we've got a problem, what are we going to do with it? And usually it's hope it goes away through wonderful education systems, but them out there don't change their habits overnight. So my approach, and the one that really uh, London have decided to pick up on, is think about that energy market, identify all the two, three, four megawatt sinks, and this is probably one in terms of the LSE. Your electricity bill is probably of the order of a megawatt's worth, a million one and a half million pounds a year maybe. But you think about airports, you think about bus depots, you think about low pressure gas mains, you think about uh, garden centres in the case of compost and paper mills and so on. And because it's a million pounds a kilometre to move a pipe or a cable, then the energy source drives the uh, location. The location and that energy source drive the profile of the energy. And uh, I had my little dust-up, as some of you may be aware, with The Telegraph recently, where they couldn't understand, or this cub reporter couldn't understand the difference, despite my exhortations over about a 40-minute conversation, that energy from waste is not incineration. And uh, she came out with this quite laughable suggestion that I was in favour of incineration without, at least, even without combined heat and power, which is plain dumb. So um, what we've got to do is, is define where these energy sinks are. That defines the energy profile. The energy profile defines the technology because you don't use recycling if you want gas. You don't put a compost plant in if you want electricity and so on. The process drives the fuel feedstock because you don't feed compost plants or recyclate mills or uh, gasification plants uh, with the same type of stuff. It has to be homogenised and therefore that drives the feedstock and the feedstock finally drives what you tell the great British public. What we've been doing for the last 10 years is saying to people, you must do this, you're going to have chips in your bins, you've got to separate. And what have we done about markets? Nothing. Well, we did. China came along, massive economic growth. Hey ho, fellas, this is always, and girls, it's going to stay that way for 20 years. Ho, ho, ho. Market disappears, we've got a two-legged stool. We need three legs to this stool, and that's broadly what we're looking at in London. We need the recycling leg, which conserves carbon in material form to reintroduce those materials into their original molecular state, give or take a bit in the case of plastics. We need uh, a uh, stool that is about soil fuel, which is called compost because it's got far better capability, having been through some of these processes, to embed organic nitrogen instead of running inorganic nitrogen plants that are chucking out fertilisers and uh, which don't stay in the soil and which leach and introduce us to Mr Nitrogen who's really 
uh, then going to leach into the oceans and the rivers and so on. And then the third leg to that stool is a comprehensive approach to energy. And energy as gas, synthetic diesel, heat, electricity, hydrogen, and so on. And until we have this holistic approach, we are uh, in a slight bit of difficulty with the general public. And what the government has got to do, and what we're certainly seeking to do in London, is we're now, we've got that three-legged stool set out, and we've said to the market, if you are in need of mates to come into your consortium because you've got money and you've got technology and you've got the waste but you haven't got land and you haven't got planning and you haven't got an electricity company or a diesel company that's going to guarantee the offtake, we want to hear from you. So if all of you in this room say, well, these are my five key assets and these are the five other assets that I'm really looking for, then we're going to have a giant marriage bureau and say, well, okay, you know, go and talk to these people. So it's like a giant telephone exchange to hotwire people and we've got 80 million, which sounds a lot, but actually, you know, that's the Euro Millions jackpot. So um, it might mean a lot to us as individuals, but it's not a lot in the context of London. But we're then, because London is fairly business-led, and I'm one of three business-oriented people in the, uh, in the equation on the board, we're saying to uh, the constituency of London, we'll create these special purpose entities, these special vehicles, uh, we would be interested in taking an equity stake in exchange for our contribution so that we get away from a subsidy-driven process and the GLA or whoever, but basically the public sector, then have an involvement in what will almost certainly be a rising real market for materials, possibly compost, definitely electricity and probably heat, going 10, 15, 20 years into the future. That's the first key issue. And the, the second major area, which in closing I'd, I'd just like to refer to, which is relevant, that goes back to what Nick was saying, is that um, effectively in this process you, there are only three levers in the metaphorical signal box to get the train from where you are to where you want to be. The first is technology. Tick on that one. The stuff's out there. There's quite a few snake oil salesmen uh, and women, but uh, mm, you know they are out there. Uh, Technology is not the issue. We know how to get to the moon. The second is economics. Well, we've just wasted the last 10, 15 years in the UK because the economic market pull has not operated for the private sector. Uh, but the third one is, is the biggest block of all, which is public perception. Clearly, they get very irritated about uh, big, inefficient incineration plants, and I don't blame people. They often get excited on the wrong basis because they're not polluting, that's, you know, that's not an issue. They have as inefficient a carbon dioxide impact without heat recovery as landfill. And the only reason we're moving from landfill is to reduce CO2 emissions. So it's a bit stupid, isn't it? Uh, witness the movie in Leicester Square. So what we need from government in this process as we move to these lower carbon strategies is first of all an understanding of the material flow dynamic in the economy and secondly a transparent system that is probably going to be led by academia, people like uh, Imperial, Surrey, uh, Cardiff come to mind and uh, Cranfield certainly around the concept of LCA and environmental footprinting or carbon footprinting. So that um, when the powers that be that come out of this process that we're doing in London uh, decide that uh, with our 80 million we can back, let's say, 12 operations, we can go out to the public and say, well, 
these exit routes in landfill are closing, we have no alternative, these are the tonnages, it's been like that for the last 10 years and you're not going to change your habits, so we've got to do this. And secondly, we've chosen that combination of technologies, compost, recycling and all the paraphernalia of energy. We're going to be substituting fossil energy from the Gulf or from the coal mines in Australia or South Africa and there's going to be lower CO2 emissions based on sound evidential science. And the third thing you've got to do, I think, with the general public, because we've really beaten them up with um, trying to get away with this on the back hoof for too long, is possibly offer them a little sweetie back. So that if we see the opportunity to put in a synthetic diesel plant that is manufacturing uh, diesel replacement from food, and in carbon terms it stacks up, uh, then that goes into a London transport depot, then everybody within a 10 mile radius of that depot might have to have free bus passes. So that you can then go to people and say, if you don't sort your waste this way, because that's the way that our diesel gobbler likes it, then you will, pay, you will, you will get charged for us to take your waste away. And also, we're not going to give you a free sweetie bus pass. Uh, so you, you pays your money and you takes your choice. And so these are the sorts of ideas that we want to try and get through in the London context. And indeed then say to the politicians in Westminster, this is what the new waste strategy should look like. Um, and because I don't believe necessarily that you should put all your money on one horse, the West Midlands is not very far behind either because I'm doing some work with them around these same concepts. But this is a tremendous challenge because clearly uh, although I'm an economist, I'm nowhere near the eminence of, uh, of Nick, uh, but he's operating at one level. I'm trying to operate in a London context, if you like, but this is not about people doing these things in, in bubbles. It's about communication, it's about people understanding the context in key positions that collectively your budgets represent. And then, as Nick said, taking every opportunity to motivate those below you that this is not a game, it's for real. What central government has to do is to create that framework, that overarching institutional uh, framework of sites, of technologies, and you've got to do that on the basis of sound science with the clear pursuit of a lowered carbon footprint. And people will buy into that if that is explained succinctly and directly. If for no other reason than they've got grandchildren who do now, I mean, I've, I've, my granddaughter is now two, but uh, basically she does face the prospect uh, if in fact by the law of averages she makes it to 2100 of maybe living on something that could actually be approaching giant snowball or maybe a replica of Mars, who knows? We don't quite really know and that's a really creepy thing. We are in the final lottery of all time, so good luck in your endeavours. Uh, I'm delighted to have had the opportunity to, uh, to, to try and sort of give a perspective from the Lord Mayor's view. Um, I hope it's, it's probably not what you expected, but nevertheless, it's, uh, it, uh, hopefully it persuades you that we are very much buying into this agenda in London. And although we're in our little sort of part of the pie crust on waste, which is not waste, it's a, an opportunity reusable raw material for something else. Uh, there are other segments in that pie that probably will also get integrated around transport, around uh, engineering design and so on. So 
this is not bad news, it's about jobs, it's about leadership, it's about opportunities for your university because if we can crack this in the UK context, we've got a hell of a product that will actually pay my pension uh, by a generation that's actually going to be going out and, and implementing this in other countries because what we know today they're going to be hit with or able to afford in the next 10 or 20 years. So good luck with it and regard it as a tremendous opportunity. Thank you very much.